The funny thing about the end of the world is, it's not an instant event. There are stages that have to be met before everything goes pop, so to speak. In my absence, one of these events has occurred. The vanishing of the faithful. In many ways, they are the truly lucky ones. They have been spared the horrors to come. A war is coming. One through all time and space. The universe will be torn apart, changed, restored, torn apart again, and over and over it goes. By the time this ends, there won't be a universe left. Regardless of that, for the moment my attention is focused on a young girl in rags in front of my home. I can't stay. The others will know I'm here. We're not supposed to speak to you. Who are the others? The High Priest of our Order. He carries out the will. This is forbidden! It boomed out of everywhere at once and reverberated in the air. Then they arrived. They came burrowing up from the ground. Seven in all surrounded the girl and myself. Their bodies were mutilated with occult sigils carved into their naked flesh. Their eyes glow with a sickly amber color. I know I have seen eyes like that before. I can't remember where, but I feel it's important. The tallest of them has a series of long, thin spikes driven through his shoulders. He steps forward and glares down at the girl. You were told not to come here. We are forbidden to speak with him. Now look, I don't know who you are, but- SILENCE! You will not move or speak, lest I will it so. Suddenly I feel a powerful force envelop me. I'm frozen still, unable to move. All I can do is watch. Our master demands obedience. You shall be punished for your transgression. No! No, I won't go with you! The girl sprints forward towards me. Before any of the strange beings can stop her, she tackles me and... I fall into water. As I get up, I notice it is not very deep. What? I seem to be in a village near a large body of water. The ocean, perhaps? But which one? What? I also notice quite a number of dead bodies are floating around me. What? My name is Agent Catherine Bates. I'm part of a paramilitary organization known as The Watch. We were created by the Vatican as the first line of defense against supernatural threats against the Earth. However, several weeks ago, over a billion people across the world simply vanished. Over a third of the missing were agents of The Watch. In the aftermath, we've been trying to cope as best we can. Though our command structure has been vastly compromised. I've been thrust into position of taking command of the Pacific Northwest Division. This is not something I ever wanted. I feel very overwhelmed by all that is happening. But I'm doing my best to maintain a sense of 
The world needs the watch more than ever. All right, everyone, fall in. We need to set up a perimeter around this entire town. Nothing can get in or out without the watch knowing it. Now, please remember, two teams have already arrived in this area and both of those teams have disappeared. Now, I don't know about you all, but I don't want something like that added to my record. So please be vigilant and radio in if anything seems out of the ordinary. Get to work. I don't know about you, boss, but this place gives me the creeps. It's just so... empty. That's the nature of Eastern Oregon, Max. One big, empty desert. It's a lot less populated than Portland. Yes, but it's not meant to be this empty, is it? No. And that's why we're here. Everyone in this town has gone missing. But it happened after the vanishings. So they didn't get taken up during the- If you say rapture, I'm going to reassign you to that haunted sewage treatment plant in Pittsburgh. But Kate, it's the only thing that makes any sense. How else do you explain over a billion people just vanishing? I don't know, Max. But I'm certainly not going to blame it on some conspiracy theory created by a hack job Protestant from the 1800s. You see, I believe in the actual word of God, as dictated by the Bible. You'd think that something as major as the rapture would be written in that big old book somewhere. Seems a pretty big thing to omit, don't you think? I don't know. Maybe it was an oversight in their bookings department or something. Well, for now, the Watch wants to know what happened to the people of this town. We can worry about the vanishings another time. Hard to believe I was just serving coffee and muffins a few weeks ago. Now, here I am on the front lines with the Vatican's covert task force. You were never a barista, Max, and you know it. The Watch assigned you to that shop to keep tabs on the supernatural community around Portland. Pity the shop closed, though. I made a mean espresso. I've had your espresso. Espresso is not meant to be mixed with chicken broth. Hey, now that was my best creation. Everyone who drank it got food poisoning. That's why the shop closed. Okay, so maybe it needed a little more work. But I'm certain with more time, it would have caught on. Catherine, this is Dr. Simmons. Come back. This is Agent Bates. What do you got for me? We found something I think you're going to want to see, boss. Send me your location, Doctor. Just west of you. Large White House, green trim. All right, sit tight, don't engage, and we'll be on our way. Time to go, Max. You wouldn't mind if I just stayed here with the truck, would you? I've never been one for- I said, let's go, Max. Right. I'm coming. Right, right. Okay, fine. God, I miss the coffee shop. knelt and turned her body over. The chest cavity had been completely ripped open. If I had to hazard a guess, I'd say the wound was caused by a large bite. It wasn't the only one in that condition. All of the dead bore the marks of a violent assault. 
You don't have to worry. They've left. I saw the girl in rags was sitting cross-legged in the water. She was sipping something from a dirty coffee mug. Mmm, I really like this. It's called clam juice. Have you ever had it before? Not my taste. You should try it sometime. It's quite delightful. Whatever. Where are we and what happened to these people? You're in a fishing village near the sea? Not sure which one. This world is so... round. As for the people, they've been sacrificed. Sacrificed? Sacrificed to what? To Father Dagon. I thought that would have been obvious. His followers caused all of this. You mean the deep ones? Yes. Personally, I think they look like big fish with arms and legs. They caused the flooding and came and sacrificed everyone to him. But how could it be the Deep Ones, or Father Dagon for that matter? They're part of the Old Ones. The Old Ones are all locked away. In God's great labyrinth, yes. But they're not anymore. What do you mean? Master freed them all from their imprisonment. Just as you freed him from his. Part of the watch, I've learned to steel myself against things that will prove disturbing. To maintain clarity and control in the face of monsters and their ilk. But every so often I come across something that shakes me to my core. As Max and I step into the small house, we see that someone has painted the words Mene Mene Tekel Before Our days are numbered and we've been found wanting. The judgment is coming. We are all damned. In blood. Found wanting? (laughs) What does that mean? Daniel 5, 26-27. God has numbered the days of your reign and brought it to an end. You have been weighed on the scales wanting. It was God's message to King Belshazzar of the Babylonians. Mene, mene, tekel you farson. The king's many heresies had not gone unnoticed by the Lord, so he used a ghostly hand to write the king's damnation in the plaster right in front of him. It was literally the writing on the wall. How charming. That's not all, Commander. We also found a graveyard at the edge of town. It's empty as well. What do you mean, empty? I mean, every grave has been dug up and every body has been removed. Now, who do we know that does that? Oh, that can't be good, can it? No, Max. That's not good at all. What do you mean, I freed him? From captivity behind the bronze door. That's where we've all been held for countless eons. We'd still be there now if you hadn't opened the door. I've had a recurring image of a giant bronze metal door. I watch it slowly open and dark crimson light radiates from it and then... 
Nothing. The image always fades after that. I look down at the girl sipping her mug of clam juice. None of this makes sense. I don't remember freeing anyone. You wouldn't. He took the memories of those events from you. He took my memories? Your master is the greatest threat to all of creation. Why would I free him? You had an arrangement. In return for granting him freedom, he would end some great conflict with a being called the Master of Sorrows. I felt a cold chill pass through me as she mentions the Master of Sorrows. I feel like this is someone I should know, but much like everything else, I can't remember who or what the Master of Sorrows is. And he did that? Ended this conflict? Yes. I see. But I'm still confused. Even at my most desperate moment, I would never resort to... to this. Not unless a thought races through my head. I feel like pieces of a difficult puzzle just fell into place. Unless I had some way to put him back. Lock him away again once he dealt with the conflict. That's it, isn't it? That's why he took my memories, to keep me from locking him away once more. That's why I came to you. My master is great, kind, and powerful. But destiny has laid a path before him he has no choice but to follow. You're the only one I... Silence, child! Our master will perform his duty as he must. The time of judgment is at hand! The wands covered in occult symbols had found us once more. We were surrounded. No one is entirely certain what the origins of the Iron Dead are. Some believe they were first created by the vampire lord Dracula at the end of World War I, while others contend that they come from an unknown dystopian era where the bodies of the dead were used to fight wars. What is known is that a higher entity simply called the Dead Mind reanimates the dead as extensions of itself in various dimensions. Their bodies have been augmented with advanced weaponry and armor. They harvest the bodies of the dead and add them to their ranks. Being dead already, they are extraordinarily difficult to stop. That's a harvester, isn't it? One of those big, lumbering monstrosities on three legs. Yes. And it's coming this way. (sighs) At least we know what happened to the townspeople. And our missing teams. Catherine, we need to leave now. We're not equipped to deal with an Iron Legion. I agree. I'm really not up for being turned into a cyborg zombie. All hands, this is Commander Bates. Return to the trucks. We're leaving at once. Come on, let's get out of here. That's when I first saw it. The undead warriors came out of the shadows of the universe. Their armor was dented covered in scorch marks from battle. Some parts that were eaten away by rust exposed their insides. Torn, decaying flesh, blackened bones, wet organs glistening in Oh, for Christ's sake, I don't get paid enough to deal with this shit! More and more of the Iron Dead were arriving. It was clear we were vastly outnumbered. Members of my team began firing on the Undead. 
like monsters, but their shots have little to no effect on them. Commander, look out! I hadn't noticed one of the Iron Dead come up behind me. Simmons raced out and pushed me out of the way. Alvarez left him in the position for the dead trooper to grab. I got up to help, but it was far too late. In a flash, the trooper ripped Simmons' arms from his body and tore his head from his shoulders. Simmons! Oh god! Oh god, he's dead! It's the price of war, Max. Now come on, we need to run! It was a running firefight all the way back to the trucks. We got into the vehicle and raced from the tower, out of a team of 15. Only six of us were I looked into the rearview mirror and I could see the harvester. A mass of rotting flesh and fused metal lumbering into town on three mechanical legs. Soon it would collect the bodies of the dead and convert them into moral warriors for the dead minds to control. I think we're safe, Kate. They don't... <clears throat> they don't seem to be following us. I should have known. Max, I should have been better prepared. Hey, no, no, none, none of that talk. We, we had no idea we were going to be going up against the Iron Dead. I mean, vampires, demons, and zombies are more the Watch's thing. The Iron Dead are in a league all their own. It's still my fault, Max. I led those people to their death. Since the vanishing, it's like everything is getting worse. I'm... Not certain the watch can handle what's to come anymore. <sighs> what do you suggest we do about it? Contact Black Door or maybe the government? Please, they're the last ones I would turn to for aid. But we're getting in over our heads. And there really is only one person I know of who can help us now. stood in an almost perfect circle around us with their hands joined together. The tall one moved closer to us. He turned to the girl in rags. You will come with us now. The master would speak with you. I've been instructed to tell you that no punishment will be visited upon you. He has chosen to show mercy. Feel grateful, child. I would not have been as kind. Very well, first one. I will obey. I watched the girl move towards the others. After removing her rags, she joined the circle. Like them, she had sigils carved into her flesh. As she joined hands, her eyes took on an orange glow. She became still. The tall one, however, turned his gaze upon me. You are not to be involved in this. My master feels gratitude to you for freeing him. It is why he has chosen to spare you. Nevertheless, if you interfere, he will be forced to destroy you. 
How charming. Consider this your only warning, pale man. I see. Well, do be a good chap and tell my said thanks. And hey, if you're ever in Portland, drinks are on me. You guys seem fond of clam juice. You guys are going to go nuts over Clamato juice. Do not be glib, pale man. You would be wise to go back to your realm and close it off as others have done. Our time of vengeance has come, and Earth will be ours. The suffering of God shall be legendary. I was home outside my tower once more. Everything was different now. Before, I was coming to terms that the great apocalypse was upon us. The final great war would soon start, but now... Now I knew that all that was coming was my fault. I set everything into motion. I freed the Antichrist and let it loose upon creation. How many were going to die in these days and weeks to come? How much blood would rest upon my hands? There had to be something I could do, a way to stop it, but how? Even if I knew a way those memories had been taken from me. I went into my tower, unaware as I did, that a strange fog was rolling into the city of Portland. You've been listening to The Byron Chronicles, Crucible, Part 3. Written by Eric L. Busby. Featured in the cast were... David Alt as Byron. Christopher Keown as Dr. Simmons. Mindy Rast-Keenan as Agent Catherine. Tom Catt as Agent Maxwell. Jessica McAvoy as the Girl in Rags. And Mark Kalita as the First Priest. Script editor was Simon Bucher-Jones. Sound design, Eric L. Busby. Music performed by Kevin McLeod and Royalty Free Music. Byron theme by Kai Hartwig. This is Kareem C. Cronfrey. You've been listening to an Eric Busby production. Copyright ELB Productions 2022.